The Evolution Channel is sponsored by Eternal Gold Beauty, the most advanced skincare line in the world. Awaken your skin to aging in reverse at eternalgoldbeauty.com today. You're listening to The Frequency of Creativity with Melinda Har Curley. Welcome everyone to The Frequency of Creativity, where we are at the intersection of energy and art. I'm your host, Melinda Har Curley, and to see how I energize paintings with the frequency of light, sign up for my newsletter at melindaharcurley.com. You'll see my latest work, my upcoming exhibits, and have information on occasional giveaways of small prints. You also get the latest podcast, melindaharcurley.com. Thank you for being with us today. And I'm so excited to be able to talk with the very introspective artist, Debbie Arnold. Welcome, Debbie. Hi, I'm Melinda. Hey, thank you so much for being with us today. And Debbie, you and I talked a little bit about the podcast so that we could come up with what are your core values and interests as an artist so that we could have a framework of a conversation that really gets at the heart of your work. And the title that we came up with is Art as Guidance. So, Debbie, let's start our conversation there. Why did we come up with the title of Art and Guidance? And why do you feel that's so important in your work and for you personally? Well, everything, of course, is retrospective. If you are... Uh, paying attention to your life, and I try to, and all of the the things that happen, the threads of your life and how they weave together and how they form a path forward, then, then you start to realize that everything that happens in your life is a form of guidance. It's not just what you do in one particular area. I think there are messages coming in always from your deeper self, your higher self, to guide you and to help you in every aspect of your life. With me, it took on a deeper level when I started realizing that my art was actually leading me into a direction that I probably wouldn't have taken otherwise without it. I'm a very pragmatic person. I'm a very grounded person. I'm a very much a person of the world. I own a business. I've done all kinds of things besides art and uh, raised a child. And so the art part of me, which I've always painted, I've painted my entire life, um, started, I started to realize that that was the part of me that was getting me into a broader perspective so that I wasn't just focused on the world and what was happening in my personal life. It was 
teaching me how to receive broader guidance and perspective through the painting. Um, it started out by simply years ago, uh, looking at the world a little differently than other people do, looking at the world more abstractly as patterns, as colors, as, as uh Real, just really seeing things in a different way. If you're an artist, you do that automatically. You always see in a totally different way than most people do. I remember one time I was with a friend of mine and he looked at me, we were driving and it was summer. So he said, I see green. What do you see? <laughs> <laughs> And it was such a wonderful question because I said, I see all different, I see hundreds of colors. I don't just see green. I see hundreds of colors. I see patterns. I see shadows and shapes. So that was, I think, where it started because you're, you automatically shift, shift your perspective when you start creating. I'm sure you do that with any art. Yes. Um, yes. But more recently in the last... I don't, gosh, maybe close to 20 years now, I started painting intuitively. And, and Debbie, I'm going to stop you there oh. because this is this intuitive painting that you do is such a big part of your work. And again, it's just a core uh, value and a core, and I don't even want to say process, Um so we're going to have to go to a short break. And before we do, Debbie, can you please share with us where we could find out more about you and to see your very accomplished work? Well, I would recommend people go to my website, which is which is arnoldfineart.com. So it's pretty easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, you can go to YouTube, which uh, has a few videos that show more of my of my process. Uh, or you can go to Facebook, which has uh, different images as well than on my website. The work on my website is more current. Um, also, I have Fine Art America, which is for prints. And it's got more older work on it. But mm-hmm. that's fineartamerica.com and then just Debbie Arnold. Um, I have all kinds of social media that people might stumble across, but I frankly don't keep up with it. I don't, it's not an interest. So I would say arnoldfineart.com would be the best place. Okay. Well, Debbie, um, thank you, everyone. Please stay with us. We'll be taking a short break. And when we get back, We'll talk more about art as guidance and also specifically intuitive painting. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, Superpower Masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. We're back with the frequency of creativity, where we are at the intersection of energy and art. We're talking with Debbie Arnold about art as guidance, 
And I stopped, Debbie, I stopped you in your conversation because I wanted to give enough time for you to talk about intuitive, your, um, and again, process is not the right word, but your approach of intuitive painting, because it's that important and integral in your work. I wanted to give enough time, uninterrupted time to it. Okay. Well, it was, it was an interesting process when I started painting intuitively. I was, I was at a very stressful point in my life. Um, there was a lot going on and I really didn't plan on starting down this path. It was not even really an option for me. I was painting in a way that was, I've always been very creative, but it was a little bit more grounded in that I would have ideas and then I would put together paintings from my ideas. Um, and that stopped working. It, it was, I, I can't even tell you exactly how it happened. I really don't know. It just, it just, I started adding more and more abstract components to my work. Um, I started exploring different kinds of processes that were a little more abstract, like splattering paint, uh, imprinting with sponges, using collage. I got more experimental. Uh, I also got very frustrated because working in a linear way where you uh, conceive of a, an idea and then set out to create it, just it just doesn't work. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And everyone knows I'm an abstract painter myself. So I understand that frustration. And then Debbie, and I invite all of the listeners to go in and look at your website. And I'm fortunate enough right now to be looking at one of your paintings. And even though it may, even though it's representational, I, I know that it's a tree. I know that it's a stream there is so much more to it. And you do such a good job of bridging the representational and the figurative with a form of abstraction, because mm -hmm. it's not totally representational. It's not a photograph by any means. And through your intuitive process and your guidance, I feel like you're getting to the essence and the spirit of nature, of stream, of people. Yeah, that's what's been, the, there's a couple of things that have been very, very interesting to me. One is, if you go on my website, you'll realize that I have very, at least three or four very different styles. Um, probably more than that, really. And yes. I have not, I don't create in series. So I might do one painting that's representational of a landscape and then do another painting that's figurative and then do another painting that's much more abstract. And I might be working on them all at the same time. I quite often work on four or five paintings at the same time and go back and forth. I'll work on one until I'm not feeling what needs to happen there and then I'll switch to another one and and get guidance about that. Uh, one of the things that I learned very early was if you sit and stare at a painting 
and you're not feeling inspired to to move forward with it, whatever you do isn't going to really feel right. So by working on several at the same time, I can keep a lot of momentum going. Um, But yeah, they're all very different. Most of them actually are representational. Even the abstract ones, I can get an essence from them or a feeling from them that is not abstract at all. Uh, I get messages from all of my paintings, uh, sometimes when I'm working on them, sometimes when I'm finishing. And when I say messages, mostly they're more feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel what they're about. I know what they're about. Sometimes not until uh, a while after I finish them, maybe a few months, and I'll look at one and go, oh, okay, I understand that what that's about. Sometimes they're about world events. Sometimes they're about personal things. Sometimes they're just messages of hope and, and uh, rejuvenation and things like that. Uh, I know there have been times that I've been uh, struggling in life and done a painting that has made me feel really hopeful mm. and, and really positive. So it's just been so fascinating. The more that I allow myself, because it is really, that's the key to allow yourself to just free up that need to control. The need I to agree. control is so hard to give up. And I've had to give that up pretty much completely. The fascinating thing about that is I have not had a painting that was a failure, if you want to call it that, in years. I keep painting sometimes I keep them a long time but they always resolve themselves in some way Debbie when you're talking one question that comes to me so and I am the same way when I don't know what a painting is about until after it's over and again that might be a day it might be a week it might be six months it could be a year and it takes what it takes So, Debbie, when you get, when you truly understand what a painting is about, do you do anything, like, for example, then that I'm also a poet and I'll write a poem to go along with the painting. Does that inform the title of the painting or do you do anything with that message or information to help communicate that to your audience or the viewers? You know, it's been challenging to communicate it. Uh, People don't, when you try to talk about this process and talk about how you create, people don't really understand. You can tell usually by their questions that they, or their responses, they don't really understand what you're saying. So I do usually incorporate something in the title. Um, uh, I do journal about it. So I will, I keep almost a diary type of thing going back uh, at least 15 years Mm. as to what the process was with each individual painting. Mm. Um, But that's more for me than it is for anybody else. Sometimes I'll tell people if I think that they can understand, but I also feel like what the painting means to me isn't necessarily what I want 
I don't want to set a definition because mm-hmm. people look at my work and I've, it's not unusual for somebody to look at my work and burst into tears oh. or say that they, they feel, they feel deeply emotional about them quite often, but that's their emotion. That's their response. And, and my work, what it means to me, I don't feel like it has to be universal at all. Uh, people tell me, I've had people even argue with me about what a pain, <laughs> <laughs> which is really fun. <laughs> but uh, but yet at the same time, to me, if I put a painting out in the world and it evokes an emotion, whatever that is, that's wonderful to look at a painting and just say, oh, that would go well with my couch. To me, that's <laughs> not really seeing art and and its deeper place in the planet um so so i i do pay attention to what it's telling me but on a much more personal level and sometimes it changes sometimes the painting mm-hmm. means one thing and then i look at it later and it means something else um so it's not it's not set in stone Yeah, and Debbie, what I like about your work, and it sounds like you're experiencing this as well, is when a painting is finished, it can still be evolving. And there are different levels of engagement in your painting. So wherever you are, even as the artist, it can change and evolve. And as a viewer, as the viewer changes and evolves, they can do so in an interactive way with the painting. And we were both kind of saying earlier, you know, if someone buys a painting because they like the color, and it will look great in their living room with a color scheme over the sofa in the living room. I have hope that the viewer starts to engage with that painting. And even though they may not realize it initially, or maybe ever, that The painting is energy and engages with the viewer on a more subliminal level. Yeah. And, and, and also I believe that the painting has its own energy that it brings into the planet, that it brings into the, the zeitgeist, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And that the, the job of the, of the artist is to be an opening for that energy to come in. And so it's the energy the planet needs. Um, I'm getting ready to start on a on a new set of paintings that I feel just at this point, and I may be totally wrong, but to me intuitively, they're uh, to support the planet at a time that, that frankly, she needs a lot of support. And so I'm starting to have just just downloads of what that feels like. Um, and when it's when I'm ready, I'll start working in that direction. I've already started a little bit. Um, so and then I work with a lot of different processes too, different ways of starting a painting. Uh, I start with collage. I start with uh, like I said, imprinting or sponging or spattering or drips, like the, uh, a lot of my uh, tree paintings are done actually with poured paint that I just pour on the canvas uh, or I pour onto plastic and then cut into 
shapes. Um, and so I start with all different kinds of beginnings. And then I just let it tell me what to do next. When I look at it, I'll, it'll give me an idea as to what to do. And, and, and it's been so interesting because I started photographing my paintings while they were in process. And there's a YouTube video that's on my website that shows this, how they evolve. I would take a picture every couple days while I was working on it. And the fascinating thing is when I was actually working on it, I would know very clearly what to do. I just knew that I had to put this color here, this line here, uh, accentuate this. But, but the Can I just stop you there for a minute sure. because it's so fascinating to me. How, and you may or may not even be able to answer this question. How did you know what to do? How did you within yourself know to put this color here or this line here or this figure or shape there? How, how do you know that? I, I would know. I would just know. I would just be looking at the painting and I would really see it. I would see the shape. I would see the color. When I took the photographs and went back through, I realized there wasn't anything there. <laughs> being like I did one painting and I started with what with a guitar I saw a guitar and I thought well that's interesting I don't know how to paint a guitar but that's a guitar and I painted the guitar first when I looked at the photograph that I had taken before I started the painting there was nothing there absolutely nothing <laughs> how did you know I don't know I started one with a round object that looked like a pregnant stomach. And <laughs> <laughs> so I really, I really don't know. I just kind of open myself up to it and, and I get, I get a nudge. I get, it comes into my head. This is what you need to do. This is the color you need to use. I might work on a painting upside down, sideways. I might work on it all over the canvas until at some point I start, I start seeing the image and realizing what direction it is going into. But sometimes that's kind of late in the process. Um, Debbie, so, so you just said a minute ago that you open yourself up. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? And how do you open yourself up? You know, first thing I do, and people always laugh when I tell them this, because I turn on a good documentary or a podcast or something that I don't have to watch, and I focus my mind on that to keep it busy. I'm like, okay, you go over here and you listen to this and leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you always have, as an artist, I'm sure you have a little voice in your head that sits on your sits up there and goes, "Well, that looks terrible. That's just horrible. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> this is a failure." Um, so the first thing that I do is separate myself from my mind, which I've done a lot of processes over the years that help me be able to do that. Because you're not your thoughts. Right. Um, and so that's the first thing I do. I give my mind something to occupy itself. The other thing that I think that happens and that has been really interesting to me is the 
when you start a painting in a very abstract way, all of my paintings start in very abstract ways, hmm. uh, then your mind's confused. It doesn't know what it's looking at, so it can't make a judgment about it. Um, so that's been interesting, too. And I think that that's why I start paintings in that way. I don't start with a blank canvas ever. I always sometimes I'll take an old palette that I've been working on with another painting and just smear it on the canvas. Just mm -hmm. anything to get that canvas from being blank. And then at that point, I can start from wherever it is. But it's very abstract in the beginning. Debbie, that is so interesting to me, especially, and as you said earlier, the, you know, the majority of your work on your website is representational or figurative. You know, it's a tree, you know, it's a woman, you know, it's a stream, you know, it's a flower. And then I just assumed that you started with a figure. So that is so fascinating to me that you start in That is the opposite of like what everyone else does. Well, I know. And it fascinates me too, because the interesting thing about, well, I especially love my figurative work. That's, that's of all my work. That's my favorite to do. And it's, it's interesting to me that I paint figures out of thin air. They're, they're out of thin air. I have, I think, out of all the work that I've done that's on my website, there's one painting where I did a drawing or maybe two where I did a drawing and I didn't do it particularly, even, the, even when I do that, they're not very detailed at all. They're just outlines. But there's only two paintings I did like that. The rest of them, they really came out of thin air and yet they're very detailed. And when I look at the images of their women, I never paint men. I don't know why. I just never paint men. Not that I don't love men, but I don't paint them. And the images are always, I connect with the individuals in my paintings. I know who they are. I, I you know, they're are not they people real people or are they imaginary characters? Are they real they're people in your life? They're, they feel like friends. They feel very real, but they're not uh, anybody I know. I don't, you know, sometimes they look vaguely like somebody I know maybe, but uh, for the most part, they're not at all. And I did a series of paintings uh, last year, which were fascinating because they're not on my website. I don't, I don't believe, well, maybe they are. I don't think so though. Uh, and I did, a, I did. So what I did was faces, just faces, and I did them for friends. Everybody was having such a hard time during the pandemic, and everybody felt so lonely and so isolated that I thought, well, what if I could paint somebody else a friend? Because that's what they are to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I did nine of them. Um for people that I knew, some people were having, you know, everybody was having a hard time. And, and I love the response I got because they weren't there again. They weren't a face of anybody that they didn't look like the person I was giving it to. They didn't look like uh, me. They didn't look like anybody, anybody knew, but they, every person I gave the painting to connected in a very deep way. And even now uh, a year later, 
I, they tell me, oh yeah, we, we had breakfast this morning. <laughs> oh, I love that, Debbie. And yeah. you're almost you know, like a fiction writer talks very mm-hmm. much like you do whenever they're writing a book and they create these characters and they're real to them. And the book, the characters are real to the reader and you're doing the same thing through art. And it's almost, and I may be overstepping my bounds here, but it sounds like they're like a a presence to really comfort and help them. And you feel they're alive. And it seems like the person that you gave it to feels that that's really um, a person or an energy that is alive. And helping them. Yeah. And it was, it's been interesting because it was an experiment and it's been very successful. They, they do feel very connected. And it's interesting. You talk about writers because writers write, of course, and painters paint. And I'm a reader. I love to read. And I have read a lot of books about where uh, writers talk about the process that you're describing And it's always, I actually went on a quest at one point to see if I could find painters talking about that same thing. And I couldn't, I couldn't. And so that's why I was so excited when you contacted me because you're doing that work. You are giving painters a voice to talk about what writers always have Uh, because it's gotta be a similar process in some ways. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so it, it's 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 been an interesting. It's just been an interesting journey all around. And um, when I go on your website, and I haven't seen the specific paintings that you're talking about that you created, I have seen other ones on your website, and they're beautiful. Is such an overused word. Well, they are beautiful. They're very feminine. They feel nurturing and they feel very ethereal. Is no, are those kind of the same idea? The figures that you just painted. Yes, yes, they're meant to be a, a guide. You know, they're they're meant to be guidance as well, really, for the recipients. And um, that's and what that, I heard when you were talking. Like mm-hmm. these, the, there's a guidance aspect here. Yeah, there is. And that's the way they've been being used, too. And when I gave them to people, I I, I didn't want to um, put any pressure on anyone to respond to it in a certain way. Right. So I told the people that I that I gave them to throw it out if you don't like it, put it under the bed, give it to somebody else, whatever you feel like doing with it. But this is just something I felt uh, compelled to do for you. And, uh, and they've been treasured, which, which makes me very happy. Uh, I always am happy when someone treasures a piece of art. Debbie, I mean, that literally is art as guidance. We started the conversation that you are always guided in your artwork. And now we've evolved to, um, I feel, another layer of meaning of art as guidance. 
because you are so open to receiving guidance that you took it to another level to create a painting that you give to someone else. And that painting is able to be a source of guidance for that person as well. And Debbie, um, I am so sorry. It's been a half an hour already. And there's so much more I wanted to talk to you about. Will you come back? I'd love to. This was really fun. This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time to, 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 for one thing, give people an idea as to what's possible when you open yourself up to, to more than just what you see and feel and hear and taste and touch. Well, I think we've experienced that today because of your openness. Thank you. And Debbie, before we leave, can you share with us one more time where we can find out more information about you? Yes, uh, it's arnoldfineart.com. And I have, um, there again, links to my YouTube, links to Facebook. And I'm always happy people emailing me to, I'm always happy to answer questions or have a conversation if somebody wants to. So you can do that through the contact portal and it has purchasing information as well. Debbie, this was so enlightening and so interesting. And we've really fully explored art as guidance. And there's so much more um, that we need to talk about. But thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Melinda. This was fun. And thank you, listeners, for being with us on the Frequency of Creativity, where we are at the intersection of energy and art. To find out more about how I infuse paintings with the Frequency of Light, please sign up for my newsletter at melindaharcurly.com. Thank you for being with us. And today, open to your own guidance. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.